This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. How are we all? I hope we are well. Hope uh, the uh, it was a sunny day today. It was a little bit cold in places, but it was a sunny day. And it was certainly a sunny day on the pitch in the end, wasn't it? Which is great to see. Which is great to see. Loads to obviously talk about, not least of which obviously will be the final score there of, of Watford 5. Yes, 5. Rotherham United nil. What did we make of that? What did we make of that? We've got people in and waiting, so let's waste no time at all. Oh, let's get across to friend of the podcast, Mr. Ben Ayton of Voices of the Vic. Let's quickly get across to Ben. First time we've spoke to him on the spaces in a long time. Let's get it there, spinning wheel of death. Ben, how are you doing, sir? I'm very well, Peter. How are you? I'm doing very well. If anybody doesn't know Ben, he's the sensible half of the Voices of the Vic that doesn't do the running. He outsources that to Mike. It's no longer a half, of course, because you've got lots of people, Cameron and Katie and all sorts of people helping you. How are you? What do you make of today? Fire away, mate. What do you want us to talk about? Yeah, I just thought it was just a fantastic response. Obviously, the poor performance we saw last weekend at Huddersfield, I thought the reaction was absolutely fantastic. And before the game, I saw Ryvich starting. I put a tweet out saying we have to put deliveries into a box. Otherwise, it's like playing with 10 men with Ryvich sometimes. But today, we actually played to his strengths and Ken, fantastic two balls down on that left-hand side. And you, you know what you get with Ken? He had the most assists in the championships a couple of seasons ago. He's got a good delivery on that left foot. If you put it in the right areas, you, we've probably got the best striker to get onto the end of it in that six-yard box in Ryovich. The fair play to him, credit where credit's due. But I, I just thought it was a really good team performance today, especially in that second half, when we we could have easily just sat on that 2-0 lead and let Rotherham come on to us a little bit. But we didn't. We, we acted really well. And I, I thought the substitute today. All of them were impactful. I thought Ince, Chapradeski, Healy, 
Martins, they was all fantastic off the bench and it was like they had a point to prove and I was just willing for um, Healy to get that goal towards the end but it, it got away from him but he got an assist to his name afterwards off, after that but I just thought it was a really good rounded team performance today. Another clean sheet as well, uh, Ben Hamer's first clean sheet for Watford and it was nice to see Cam to get his first goal for the club as well because now he's playing that bit further forward, he looks more comfortable and it was a nice turn in that penalty box for him and a cracking finish as well. And we know we've got the players in this championship as well. And Inns, fantastic finish. Martin's coming off the bench. Like We've got players to come off the game, uh, off the pitch to impact the game and make an, a difference. And I just thought it, it was really well done today. Good stuff. We can only play the team that turns up. What was our thoughts in terms of Rotherham? Because obviously we all remember the the four nil and every and everybody came on here and almost to a man said, but QPR weren't very good. This is now six games unbeaten. It's three wins and three draws, so it feels a little bit more substantial. It feels like something was worked on, even if it was a simplified, as you say, get the ball out, tug him about, put the ball in, and get him on the end of it. It feels a bit better, but still, I think we've got to take into account the opposition and not get too carried away. But it's a damn sight better going into an international break on this than than the other way, isn't it? A hundred percent. Like you say, you can only beat what's in front of you. And we, we know Rotherham, they've got a terrible away record. It's worse than what Watford's was when we won away at Swansea. I think they haven't won away from home in, in a year. Mm. Um, so you can only beat what's in front of you. But I thought today was brilliant. And, and like you've highlighted as well, the clean sheets. I think that's um, four clean sheets in five games for Watford now. So um, we were talking on the podcast last week about saying how what's changed in these four games and I think Bell has he's focused more on the defence than the attack because he's wanted to stop the bleeding and that but today I think we've seen that with oppositions that are poorer than us we can exploit them and, and with a bit of quality we can put them to bed and okay we did score two of those goals when Rotherham were down to 10 men because they made all five subs uh, and then we got the two goals off the back of that so I'm not going to get too carried away but yeah this is a, a nice feeling to go into the international weekend Absolutely. We were only going to get a result against Rotherham United today. Nobody stiffer or harder was going to be coming along in order for us to prove against against harder oppositions. You can only do the job against what we see. Interesting, as you say, that the, the players that he was taking off as well, for me... Livermore has been the difference in terms of personnel in since the last international break. He's he's stiffened us up in the middle. He's he's one of those. He doesn't have to have the armband for people to go. That's Jake Livermore. I'm going to listen and do what he says a little bit. I'm not saying everything's been perfect, but you know, if you go back and remember, was it the second or the third home game? It'd be the third home game because we had Plymouth, didn't we? When we played Blackburn and we did what we'd done against Plymouth, but. They just broke on us again, Paul. A ball through the middle, and it was literally like a like a skewer through the middle of us, and they score. That hasn't happened in the last few games. We've started, we've stopped and cut those out, and he, he's been a calm, reassuring presence. I think. Anybody else that you would pick out since the international break? No, I, I, he's been the main one for me. I think in in the last six games, he, he's been the player for what for this the last six games. I think he's been tremendous. And like seen today, he's been that still in the midfield, and he moves the quicker than um, Sirielta in that defensive midfield. He, he keeps it simple. But what I liked about today, he won every fifty fifty, and not just winning them. He, he would leave a little something on the players as well, which I liked about, and that's what we've been looking, uh, lacking that little bit of still in that midfield as well. But I, I, I do think that. Maybe Hoots came 
coming to his own a little bit lately. I, I do think he looks a bit more solid at the back. Porteous was good today. I, I like how we drive out of midfield and it, it, he helped contribute towards KMB's goal. But yeah, I, I, I think that they all deserve credit for today. Um, but yes, special mention to late uh, Jake Livermore because I think in the last six games, he's probably been the glue that's held us together and he's been able to let us... Um, pick up these points, especially like away at Swansea and then again today. Yeah, no, lovely stuff. I think we, we do obviously also have to talk about the elephant in the room, which was the recent World versus Carl, which we kicked off season three <laughs> and there, there was an interpod rivalry and, and Mike turned up. I think Mike was honestly, I think he was concentrating more on the weekend when he was going to be doing his charity run, which was a fine performance and he raised over 200%. So thank you everybody who who weighed in terms of supporting him on that. But, but are you, do you think you're going to have to coach him for the next time he's on I think I might have to put myself forward for it because I was listening to it and I was slightly disappointed I don't think he knew what he was getting himself into I don't know if he's ever listened to this before but I've listened to it before and I know how random your questions can be it can go back (laughs) to like 1930s or something but before like anyone's actually watched any football for like some me and Mike but I was listening to it and I knew a couple of them and I couldn't believe he, he, he just yeah he, he didn't turn up so I've got to maybe do the voice of the Vic a better justice than what Mike did but that's down to him isn't it he applied for it when he was having a few beers at home he, so yes he, he, himself to blame. he did suggest before the game that alcohol may have been involved and that he wasn't necessarily best prepared and, and that's the way we like it to be quite frank yes we've got episode 2 coming on I think it's Tuesday episode three coming on Thursday because we're doing all of this stuff nonsense around the international break who hates the international break I just we, look mate when we're doing some more we will get you on and you can see whether or not you can claw back the honour of uh, Voices of the Vic in, in quiz terms if not in fundraising terms because Mike's done a great job and fair play to him I was really pleased that he did that it's brilliant stuff what have you got coming up this week just for anybody who might be might be listening to, to, to Voices of the Vic this week so we've obviously got a review show tomorrow night. So it'll be me, Cam and Joe will talk about the 5-0 victory today. And we're actually um, speaking to an ex-Hornet next weekend as well, um, which we're really excited about. We, we'll um, probably put out a little tweet, uh, teasers during the week for you all to guess. But yeah, we're going to keep it under wraps for the time being. Oh, it's an ex-Hornet, everybody. We like ex-Hornets. That's excellent stuff. Do keep a lookout for Voices of the Vic. If you do not follow them, what are you doing? Go and follow them. They are Watfords. They're like us, only young and not shit. So there you go. Brilliant. <laughs> ben, fantastic, mate. Have a great have a great weekend. And nice. trust me, you'll be coming on the Voices of the Voices of the Vic. You'll be coming on the World versus Carl sooner than sooner than... There you go. Awesome. Cheers, Pete. Thank you. Cheers, fella. Excellent stuff. There, there goes Ben. Let's get Rob Sterry on. Rob, sir, we haven't spoken for a little while. How are you doing? Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I generally listen and catch up on the way to work during the week as my kids have soccer, sorry, football at this time most weekends. So today it's very miserable here in Atlanta and their tournament's been called off. So I'm glad that I've been able to, to join live for a change. <laughs> it's, it's, it's miserable he's been called off and I can finally enjoy it because we've, we've got a win finally oh mate well, Go on. that's what I was going to say yeah it's, 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 the weather is horrendous here it's very miserable but for a change at this time of day I've got a smile on my face and it's amazing what a single performance can do to change the weekend we've got there's Casey who's also from Atlanta and he's in our Patreon group and we're chatting all the time and he was going um, I'm going out for brunch and he turned off his turned off the score came back and we were 1-0 up he did it again 2-0 up 3-0 up all I'm saying Rob is that brunches and disconnecting the figures in Atlanta is seemingly a very good thing this could be a 
a theme, by the way, people. I'm looking for any superstitions that you did today that you can promise me that you will reenact. So what we need is bad weather in Atlanta. We need Casey to eat his brunch. And, and Rob, whatever you did this morning, whatever you did today, we need it repeated. Uh, yeah, woke up with a hangover, went downstairs to the basement and put it on the TV. That's, that Ex- was about it. Excellent. Hangovers for Rob, that is what we need. So what do you, what, do you, what have you made of the rest of the season? Obviously, we're a little bit <sighs> merry after a 5-0, quite right too, and I'm not just talking about your hangover, but it was, it's, been a, it's been an OK six games unbeaten, even though Huddersfield last week was a bit of a very grim performance and you thought that they were there for the taking. But what have you thought of things so far this season? Aside from the first game, it's been a tough watch, isn't it, most weeks? Yeah, the last few weeks, have, there's been some upticks in the performance, last week aside, obviously, against Huddersfield. But yeah, today very much feels like the first day and similar to the opposition. But hopefully we can continue that post the international break and build some momentum from the six-game unbeaten run. And I know the last caller and yourself mentioned Livermore and playing, playing a pivotal role, but I yeah. think don't, don't discount Ken as well. Um, I think he just, he makes a huge difference to the team. I think he helps us go more direct. And I think all five goals today, which is one of my points I wanted to make, was Mm -hmm. we went direct. And when you've got, especially when you've got Ryovic on, play to his strengths, it's funny what we can do when, when we do that. Get the ball in the box. Get the yeah. Get the ball out wide. Get it in, and that's what Ken gives you. Naturally, he will attack the byline and put it in. And those first two goals came from left-footed crosses on the left, and we have seen it. And we saw it against Coventry, where he just does enough to just get in front of that defender, and it it does make a, it does make a sizable difference. No, absolutely right, Ken and Ryovic. I, I thought, what did what what have you thought about Bio? Because I felt. I, f- I, f- I feel almost guilty for Bio because he works so bloody hard and he doesn't get that form of delivery. I know when we bring Ryovic on and say, give him that delivery and he'll score, but it, I almost felt bad for Bio, which can't be a bad thing. Uh, yeah, I feel the same, but at the same time, when the ball does get to Bio, you're always wondering whether or what he's going to do with it. <laughs> yes. All right. Will he take, so will he take it around the keeper and put it in the stand? Yes, very much. Yep. Exactly. But yeah, no, aside from the, the Semer-Ryovic connection, I think even the other three goals, it was getting the ball and moving it forward much quicker than we have done in the past. And Tommy Smith mentioned it on the commentary in the first half that we're in third gear for, mo- for most of that first half. Yeah. And we then started, especially when we came out second half, it, we looked a different side. We were getting it forward quickly. As I said, those three goals, I know they had 10 men for the last 10 minutes, but it was getting the ball forward and getting it into the box as quickly as possible, which got us those goals. Did we look better from your vantage point? Because sometimes when you're on, on TV, you get a different perspective. Did we look better once Jamal Lewis had gone off? Because I think a number of people in the ground, probably including me, were, were still a bit frustrated that his first touch was always to then come back again. And if he got a cold, he would have given it to Ken, which is no bad thing. But it was going back. Whereas when Ken moved back there, you've got Martins in front of him. He can drift in and, and then Ken can go across. It, that, what, 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 how did you see Jamal Lewis today? I th- I thought he was all right. I, I think he links up very well with, with, with Semmer, obviously, on the left-hand side. I think also when Lewis came off and Martins came on, that was around the time that they lost. They went down to 10 men. So naturally, there was more space available for, for everyone. It's a difficult one because I like Martins there. I like Semmer there. You, I, I said to someone during the game that it'd be nice maybe to see Martins on the other side with uh, two naturally right-footed player and then a naturally left-footed player on the other side as well. Yeah, Hopefully we'll get to see that at some point. But yeah, no, I don't think Lewis did too bad today. I've, I think he's been better in the last few weeks. Um, I was bigging him up when he first came in. I, I don't think his performances were up to scratch. 
Um, but I definitely think he's got better. And I, I think he feels more confident when he's got Semmer in front of him. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Good stuff indeed. We've got the international break and then we've got a run of games against the the, the, the top of the table type of teams. Obviously starting with Leicester, we've got Ipswich, we've got a number of teams in there, Southampton, etc. What are your thoughts about taking this six game in after the international break? Are you feeling more confident about it at the moment or where are you? I hope so because I'm coming back for the Southampton and Ipswich Ooh. games. Um, yes. So I'm hoping that I know we've got a couple before that whole Norwich-Leicester. I think Le- Leicester's going to be the tough one. Norwich aren't doing great at the moment. Hull have been up and down. I know they're up there, but I don't know. I, f- I feel like we can build definitely build on this six-game unbeaten run. Maybe the international breaks come at the wrong time to some extent. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think it's promising, right? We haven't. Well, I think that's all I can say. It's promising. If a 5-0 home win can't fill you with at least a bit of optimism, bearing in mind we do, we absolutely put our hands up. Rotherham weren't great today. And I really, they're number 18. I think he's a right royal little pain in the arse. And I think he's a good little player. And their left back looks all right. But the rest of it, I thought was a, yeah, you, you can see why they're down there. But doesn't matter. We can only beat what's there. Rob, sir, have a great weekend out there in Atlanta. I hope the I hope the weather picks up a, a, a little bit for you. And obviously also for Casey, who's who's now on instruction to have brunch every time we, sing, we, we play. Let's get across to Carlos. Mr. Carl James, who has returned from Tenerife, where he was sunning himself. Carlos, I believe How you... Are we? I'm all right, mate. I'm okay. I mean, 5-0, not no Good. bad thing, but... Yes. How did your match go? I had a, a strange old day, and it, it gets stranger because I'm currently in the car with Mrs. James leaving Watford with the the away supporters. This is a new experience for me. We're, we're off out tonight in MK for a little function, so we're actually queuing to get back on the M1. So that the, the first bit. And annoyingly, next to me is a Harry Potter bus, which I think there it's just there to take the piss, quite honestly, because <laughs> I'm, I'm still getting trauma for that. But today's game, I, I've, I'll talk briefly about the football. I thought the caller previously to me just hit the nail on the head. I thought we played to our strengths today. We, uh, we got the ball in the box when we needed to. There, there was a little bit more direct football, which was nice to see. I thought Ken was brilliant again today. So overall, a fantastic day on the pitch. 5-0 against Rotherham. If, you, if you'd said that to me uh, at the beginning of the game, I would have said you're mad. I had, I mean, I called a 3-1, I think, in the prediction league today. So I've got some points on the board. So in terms of football, it's all gone very well. However, there's, there's, there's two things I want to talk about. One, one's a good news story, I think, but I'll come to that in a second. The, the, the first is a, a more of a, a situation that I've had again with the football club and the stewarding at the football club. I've posted a video on my Twitter. I've put it on our um, our group that we have for the podcast for all to see. And it's the stewards or the lack of stewarding, the lack of humanity that we have with these people that come in working for some company that feel like they're, I don't know, special forces or army, physically pushing people, physically being abusive to people. And thank God, luckily today, I've got that on camera. Thank God I've now been able to record that. And I've sent it to Dave Messenger. I hadn't told you and Justin that yet, but I've sent this to Dave Messenger today because I'm so like upset about how people are being treated. And it was today, it was us being treated that way today, or the group that we were with, for no reason. I know, Peter, I can be vocal at, at games and the, some of the people that I speak sit with are vocal at games, but we're not 
We're not scum. We're not. We're not animals. We don't deserve to be treated like this. And the state of the stewarding at the club, honestly, is atrocious. It is diabolical. This company, whoever they are, are a disgrace, and they should be. They shouldn't be associated with this with this club. So, if you get a chance, I, I encourage you to go and view it. Go and view that video. You'll have your own experiences of the stewarding at the club, but go and view this because it's well worth a watch. It'll be in the vlog. I'm, I'm going to make someone famous tomorrow, one of the stewards, because he was he was a special individual. So he, he gets a special mention tomorrow. But I don't want it all to be a, a down and out. We've won 5-0. It's a fantastic day at the on the football pitch. But I, I, I also want to mention my little good authority message came to me today and I have it on good authority that there was a good group of Americans over for today's game that are associated with Warner Brothers that are associated with some financial thing to do with Warner Brothers that are very interested in getting involved with the club as I understand it Gino wants out of the club I don't believe it's going to be a, a complete takeover this season but I do believe that a big investment is coming into the club again I, I there's only so much I can say but I have it on a good authority that there are wheels in motion that is happening and that there, there is movement upstairs Greg who sits up there will probably be able to tell you if there was new faces That's or who we're going to next. So, it's going well. So, yeah. The so show never he, goes he's well. The man, he's the man in that. Yeah, it doesn't. It always, it always goes well, this bit. You're brilliant at this. But it's, yeah, listen, on that sense, that's exactly what we need. We need some freshness. We need some new ideas. We need something to change at the top. Yeah, fingers crossed that happens sooner rather than later. On a bad note, and, I, and I'm really going to push this. I'm really going to push about the stewarding because it's unacceptable at the football club. But great 5-0 win. I'm probably going to leave it there because I'm heading up the M1. The closer I get to Luton, the more chance there is that my phone will die and disconnect because the internet hasn't been invented there yet. Well, well, they did lose today. Obviously, we might have. Oh, that's we, a that's a I, don't, I don't. I think we'll all get over that. But there we go. There we go. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed for that information, Carlos. Yes, you, no. you, and Mrs. James, and take out, take Mrs. James out, and and what did you, show what did you her a good think time. of the game, Andrew? What did you think of the game? You didn't want to know my opinion. Well, no, go on. What was your opinion? I of the said Rotherham and that shit. It'd be hard if you didn't beat them. Okay, there we are. <laughs> there we That's go. Lovely. Excellent. Yeah. No, nobody calls it like Mrs. James. Brilliantly well said. I like that very much indeed. Excellent stuff. Yes, don't don't hold back. You tell us how it is. Excellent. Carlos, Andrea, go and have a lovely night, one and all. We are lining up, by the way, Carl. We are lining up new contestants for the World versus Carl, and we're bringing out some big hitters. You wait for it. This is Barry from Watford saying, you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Thank you. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <whistles> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Troy Hawk, and this is the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Let's get across to to, to Mr. Greg, Mr. Wendoverhorn, who was who's obviously, as we all know, he is stationed with with a good view, good, good proximity to the <laughs> to, to the box. Normally, normally our inside man on what Mo, Moji's doing all the time. How's you today? And and just, just take us through your day. Yeah, very well. Good evening. Yeah, really. Please don't put me on again after Ben Ayton or or Mr. Sterry because really they've covered the game and they've said really everything regarding the game I was going to say. Um, uh, hold on amazing. a second. Hold on. I'll tell them off for you, Rob. Ben, don't do that again. Turning up here with your insightful <laughs> yeah. views. This is do not yeah, scratch yeah. your eyes. We've got lower standards yeah. than that. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, Pete? Cross the ball and you score goals. And what was I saying last week? Let's mix it up and let's get the ball forward a bit quicker. And they did that. And my word, it was better, wasn't it? And yeah, Rotherham ain't a good side. And maybe I was excited against QPR and, and so forth. But you can only beat what's put in front of you. And to be fair, we would have tripped up against this this ilk of team in the last couple of years, wouldn't we? So yeah, we did, we did. We thought we were chatting to Matt, as was Voices from the Vic. Ben wasn't on that, but Mike was speaking to a, a gentleman called Matt from New York Talk, and he said, "Oh, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be an inevitable win because we didn't do that well, and we don't know." That. And it was like last year we drew with you one one, and we did it twice. Yeah. So that is a falling over. Yeah, they weren't clever, but you don't scoring five goals against anybody's got to be surely got to be something, isn't it? Of, of course, and I, I agree with the lads. Livermore, absolutely outstanding performance that was for 70 minutes. He was absolutely exceptional, didn't do a thing wrong, broke up play, passed it easy, controlled that midfield immaculately. My word, if we could find a Jake Livermore who's 23, 24, for, for the future, that's what we need. Absolutely outstanding. I agree with you, Pete. We don't own a good left back, do we? I might be inclined to put in a little cheeky bid for their left back in January. Yeah, because, you thought you saw uh, I thought he looked good. Yeah, he's got some pace about him and bursts and a defence that's conceded five goals. Yeah, I thought he was outside. He's ex Arsenal, I think. I think he's got. He's been through the Arsenal Academy. I think. Good player. Good player. Yeah, for you know, for good display. Good, agree. Hoyt was good. Hoyt was very good. Hoyt um, had a moment. He had a moment, and I think we all know it. In the second half, where just for fifteen seconds, Hoyt suddenly turned into Ronaldinho, and he yes. was dribbling, and everybody was yeah, looking yeah. at him, going, that, "That's not who." Oh, Oh, it's the man bun. He's turned into Ronaldinho. Yeah, Fortunately, yeah. service was resumed and he came back to playing as a, as a centre-back from from the Netherlands. But just for a moment, he was all dexterous and jumping about. Yes. And doesn't left foot Lenny look better further up the pitch? Doesn't he look... Looks a different footballer further up the pitch. Again, uh, what he did drop later when Livermore went off. And to be fair, that there wasn't a great deal for, for, for him to do at that stage of the game in, in the deeper position. But further up the pitch, I thought he was absolutely 
outstanding again today. It would have been lovely if that little flick of his had come off at the end when he when it when it just went slightly wide with that little like back you know backflip type of chance. But yeah, he was great. Actually, I shuddered when I saw the name Ben Hamer on the sheet, but yeah, he didn't have a lot to do in it. Didn't have a lot to do in in, in the case of shutting stops. One one punch was probably his only save. But I thought actually he looked better with his feet than backers. He looked more comfortable with it with his feet personally. But yeah, good performance. I say, what is it now? About a quarter of the way into the season. If you use a golf analogy, I'd say we're probably about one under par, I would say. But yeah, what are we? Five points off the playoffs in about 12th, 13th position. With the squad we've got, it's probably about right, isn't it? That's probably about right. Yeah, let's look forward international after the international international break. Yes, you're right. We have got a tough run of games, but we couldn't be going into them under a better frame of mind than we are and better confidence levels. All good, all good on the football today, definitely. Excellent. Final final point before you before you go, and it's not about your takeaway tonight, which I'm sure is no. I'm, uh-huh. I'm sure is 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 probably Indian, but I'm not I'm not going to ask for clarification on that. Um, no, no clarification. Is, is you are obviously there within sight of the director's yeah. box. Any any unfamiliar American looking yeah. like type people that uh, that that, that yeah. Carl alluded to? You're aware that I'm involved in sales and corporate sort of stuff stuff myself. Mm -hmm. There were some faces in there that I've never seen before. And it's obvious when somebody is being, in inverted commas, entertained uh, as guests and stroke VIP guests. And that certainly looked the way, yes. There were faces, as I say, I've never seen before. Obviously, I'm not close enough to hear what accents are coming out of their mouths, but I haven't seen them before, and club officials were all over them. Yeah, so Cole's inside knowledge has probably got some substance. Who knows? As, so ev- as everybody knows, do not scratch your eyes, has absolutely no journalistic qualities whatsoever. Oh, and yeah. we're quite ha- and we're very happy to indulge in rumour and speculation because, let's face it, we'll probably cock that up just like we will facts, so it doesn't really matter. But there we go. Some people in the boardroom might be exciting. We'll see. We will see. We will see. Just just finally, and then we're going to... Co- so we're going to come across to Uncle. We're then going to come to Rich. We're then coming to Mal. Then we're coming to Charlie, guys. So do bear with us. But before we go to uncle obviously people i'm sure might have seen but in case you haven't there there's a, a gentleman who has put up and you will have seen it on ours you'll have seen it on from the rookery and you'll have seen it on voices from the vic that N- nigel callahan right winger from the from the from the 80s basically probably yeah. the finest crosser of a ball this club has ever had he has basically he's been living with his mum his mum is suffering from dementia and basically been having a very hard time of it the other day Basically, because of all the rain, etc., the roof fell through. Nigel wasn't in the best of anything. He's put up a, a GoFundMe page. I think it's already gone through the 2000 initial target. The insurance assessors at the moment are talking somewhere in the region of 7,000. We will be posting it up again. It, we are also looking to see whether or not we can get permission to maybe help in additional ways to help funds for him. Because, you know, what a player having a hard time. Obviously, anybody who knows anybody who is living with, with any level of dementia condition it's very hard to deal with everything and then when literally quote unquote in terms of insurance parlance an act of god occurs that really put kicks you in the teeth it, it, yeah. it's, 
lockdown. Yeah. Be great if the if the Watford community can come together, just as everybody did over the last couple of weeks, to support Mike on his run, but to help help literally one of our own. I can add a little bit on on that. Cool, um, I, I, I've exchanged a few messages with Luther regarding this. Mm-hmm. And he and Lauren are doing what they can to help. I also had a word with Steve Temple today of the Supporters Trust, and he's going to see what he can do, whether, yeah, he's going to see what he can do. And I'll make my own personal donation, of course I will. When it first came up, obviously you look at things like this and you think, oh, is this bona fide? It obviously is because yeah. of of everything else that, that, that that's come around. So yeah, there, there are pr- plenty of people rallying together. My only thought was... Within our supporter base and maybe the Derby supporter base, maybe is there a roofer that would do it for him at cost or something? Maybe a shout out. I think he lives in Stafford, so it would be maybe a challenge for a Hertfordshire base builder. But if we did have a builder within within our... You never know. That's just a thought of mine. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I think Luther has already put a shout out to to people in the Staffordshire and yeah. Stoke. And obviously he's going to be connected yeah. all over the place via football. But obviously if there are ways and means. So just do be on the lookout for things so that hopefully we can help him out because uh, a lot of people have got a lot of fond memories of oh, Nigel Callaghan. Yeah. Um, Best crosser of a ball I think I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, no, he, absolutely. He invented that early cross that Beckham got the credit for before Beckham was doing it, didn't he? He invented yeah. it? He, it, it <laughs> he invented crossing of the ball. There you go. You know, that, that whip cross before, when you didn't need to beat the fullback because you get it in you get it in early yeah oh, so, uh, Greg you, you know good. about our lack of journalistic credentials <laughs> I'm prepared to say that's a bona fide fact and that Nigel Callahan invented crossing it's the kind oh, of thing we go. do yeah. there you go absolutely there you go. absolutely all right. Greg have a good evening all sir right. good, good, good night all good night all good night Here's all me. somebody we haven't spoken to a little while with all this exciting talk about maybe American investment who better to go to than somebody in the US of A. We haven't heard from him for a little while. Uncle Ron, sir, how are you doing? Good afternoon, Peter. Good, good afternoon. Yes, good. it is good. It's afternoon where you are. It's afternoon. Yes, that, yes. That, we're, we're on the same time zone. This is very encouraging, mate. Uh, oh, haven't spoken for a while. Uh, anything much happened? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, mate. Far away. Well, let's talk about the football. It would be very childish of me to complain about it. You know? And uh, it, 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 it's, it was a very good... Absolutely. Very good before goals. Well done today to Watford. Um, and then we'll put that aside. And I don't know if people are aware that the football club blocked me from their Twitter this week. And I hadn't said any, It wasn't in response to anything in particular. There was no warning. It, it was just a blocking. And what I'd said regarding football, I don't think had been very much at all lately. Not much at all. I had made some comments about not liking the constant talk about diversity coming from the club. So I assume it's that. And I just want to clarify what I mean by that. Because huh? I think it's very important. I grew up with Watford in the 80s, was in the family enclosure. And I, we all sat together. I went to away games. We all stood together. I never saw any sexism. I never saw any racism. I never saw any homophobia at Watford. 
it didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And I think people of a certain age will, will know that and agree with that. And I was tired of the club going on about it. I don't like how the club separates people into different supporters groups. The groups do that themselves. I, I don't think it's a good thing. I think you should go to football and you go to football and what you are doesn't matter. There was, there's a new book coming out about Elton John and Graham Taylor and their relationship. And I just want to give two quotes about it. Far away. Graham Elton said, Graham Taylor always, sorry, this is, these are the quotes. Graham Taylor always maintained he had no idea Elton was gay when they first met. Elton said, we never talked about it, not once. Graham certainly wasn't homophobic. It just wasn't a necessary thing to bring up. And now these are Elton's words. Mm -hmm. When I went to Watford, I felt I could leave Elton behind for a while. I'd go to the supporters club and have a drink and chat to people about football. No one cared about who I was or my sexuality. And that's my point. That's been my point all along, that people don't want to hear about it. They want to go to football. No one should be excluded based on who they are. But as I said earlier, they never were at Watford. And it's arguable that if the club were as they are now, when Elton was thinking about getting involved, maybe he would never have wanted to get involved to the extent that he did. I got blocked. I presume it's for that. But I think that explains my position. I think it explains how I'm not racist, sexist, homophobic, whatever. But as a warning to people, this shouldn't happen. You shouldn't be blocked for having an opinion. It was not hateful nor libelous you might not like what i've had to say in the past you might not like how i've described the club and certain players but it's frightening and carl was talking about the stewards i saw the video they had a camera on them filming their own fans and watford fans aren't violent watford fans aren't dangerous but it is dangerous and very sinister when you are blocked by your own club and you're being watched and we've heard about these yellow cards luther alluded to it in one of his articles and um i've been informed that if the club hear hear anything they don't like but they can't identify the supporter who mm -hmm. said it and yellow cards are placed in that area for people to inform on that supporter Ah, now I'm going to jump in on that, if that's okay. Because we've had we've had Dave Messenger on, and if anybody who's not aware, Dave Messenger looks after the EDI pieces. He came on last year because we said, could we have a conversation? Because the We Campaign, there's, there, there was a concern that it could be weaponized, for example, that somebody could have a grudge against somebody and complain about somebody and anonymously make somebody guilty before being innocent. And Dave took us through the process and through the conversation and through the piece of it. And actually his perception, and you're absolutely right, everybody is entitled to their own opinion in terms of this. And his thoughts were, and if you recall, he had been the, 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 the no, not the customer, the supporter liaison, let's get, just use the right word here, to, to great effect for a number of years. And one of the reasons why he wanted to move into this was because he felt actually that it was the kind of thing that, that Graham would do. Because Graham wasn't shy of telling the, the crowd when their behaviour 
was off kilter. And I also do remember the time when Elton came on to the microphone to say, stop being, and I can't, if in fairness, I can't remember if it was, I think it was a, a particular player. I think it was a particular player on the, a black player on the opposition and came on and basically at half time and said, you don't do, you do not give that sort of abuse or I'll literally, I'll close the club down. And so they have done that on occasions historically. Graham also criticised the fans on a couple of occasions and actually pulled back from it and came out, as we all know, you'll have seen the picture of him standing in the centre circle with a big placard saying, I'm sorry, he overstepped the mark. I think it is important that any opinion is a conversation. We have, as as recent as yesterday, I've seen that we have received criticism for having people on and for having you on before in the past. And we stand by that. We're not going to ban anybody. If you are a Watford supporter, this is the barometer of opinion. Now, Ron or Rupert has an opinion. You can absolutely feel free to disagree with it. You can feel free to agree with it. Whatever your position on it, you can come on here and have your say, whatever you feel. So if you're sitting there going, that's not an opinion I want to hear. I'm sorry, this probably isn't the place for you and I do apologise. However, we will hear it and we will try and be talking, hopefully, nicely. Now, speaking of which, Martin and Rio do a uh, uh, do, do a spaces, and you went on there the other day with with Andrew, with Andrew, Mr. Andrew French of of the Watford Observer, and and Andrew called you out for utilising a couple of words of which I think we've probably used more than anybody on a number of occasions, but directed at a couple of players and in a negative way. You seem to take it on board that you might need to temper how you put across your opinion. Is that reasonable and fair in terms of remembering my, my memories of your conversation with Andrew? No, that's a reasonable memory, Peter. But Andrew took me a little bit by surprise. And when I spoke to him afterwards, I did a Twitter search for my use of the word bastards. And I have used it several times against the team. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned Backman, and I did say it, but I've only said it once to him, and it was back in April. Perhaps I could have chosen a better word looking back. And perhaps when I say said he was uh, a coward, perhaps I, sh no, I should have said a cowardly goalkeeper. So that's, I, I, will, I take that on board, and I do. But either way, even saying it is not horrific. It is not worthy of being excoriated for because we've all gone to football and it, it, language comes out. You get angry and you call players names far worse than bastard, right? Oh, so uh, far worse that people have called players, right? I'm sure you've done it. I'm sure everyone listening. I think, every, I think everybody so knows I've done it at some point. Yes. The way I've been pilloried is completely out of proportion, completely out of proportion. I think, and I'm not here to try to take lessons out of anything. I, I hope, I certainly hope I don't moralise in that particular fashion. But I think maybe one of the things that we can do, and uh, we, we talked about groups there, I'm, I'm going to pull out a, a, a personal thing for me around, around the groups. When Women of Watford first started, I had a problem with it. And I'll tell, and I'll absolutely share everything with everybody here, right? I had a problem with it because the lady who started it off, Kate Lewis, I met her since, lovely lady, no problems with that at all. But she specifically used the Sarah Everard uh, uh, tragic murder 
of Sarah Everard as this particular piece. And I had a real problem with that because, yes, I'm a man of a certain age and you're sitting there going, Christ, are we, uh, what, what? first my question was, what's that got to do with football? And then secondly, what's that got to do with Watford? And the answers were, to me, not an awful lot. Now, people won't know this, but my parents divorced. My father was a member of the Metropolitan Police and was domestically abusive towards my mother. Okay. At the age of nine, my, my folks got divorced. I haven't spoken to my father in crikey, 30 years. Doesn't really matter. However, when suddenly something is put in and it's actually the person who's offended here was a member of the Westminster or Metropolitan Police and it wasn't football, I had a real problem with that. Forward wind, nine or 12 months, I didn't say anything about anything. I've heard from people, of, from women of Watford, who have been single mothers who have utilised that group to take their children to football that they would have never done. My mother never did it because back in the 80s, she could have put me into the Junior Hornets, but she didn't know about the environment. Would she hand me over to somebody? No, because she just didn't know about it. But there are women and single mothers who can now attend with their kid and take them there and be part of it because of women of Watford. So I think that's worth celebrating. And maybe what we need to do, and if there is, if there's a lesson to me, not to anybody else, but to me, it's about looking for the opportunities to relate to one another rather than looking to the opportunities to be offended by one another. This whole Oh, crikey, melting pot of a Twitter spaces. And we appreciate that some people will like it and some people won't. Absolutely. Some people will like opinions and some people won't. Some people will give their opinion and some people will provide the five words or the long form. In whatever way you want to do, that's fine. But this is all about opinion and hopefully not being offended by others' opinion, but trying to understand and relate. I get your point about it's a different time from the 80s. I get that completely. It's a different time. And sometimes we find it harder to move on from those things to the way it now has to be. Now, interestingly with Dave, he made the mention to us about the yellow cards and said, if we have an incident reported, for example, and but, but somebody said, I heard it and it came from the back and somebody has used an inappropriate word, shall we use, shall we say, we might put 40 or 50 or however many yellow cards, which just basically say an incident has been reported in this area, if you could just watch out for it and listen to it. And part of that, because we got onto the conversation, was around an element of self-policing because these kind of things and these incidents, um, it's not that they didn't happen in the 70s or the 80s. They absolutely did, and especially at away games. It's, but the, the, the difference was they were self-policed. And I think an element of what the club are trying to do with that is self-policing. Are they doing it particularly well? Is that the greatest mechanism? I know Luther said he wasn't particularly comfortable on it. I'm happy for him and for whoever to get involved with an alternative way to look on this, because the last thing we need is the we campaign in any way, shape or form weaponized against anybody. It's got to become, can we relate to one another? Because exactly as you said at the start of this, Uncle, Actually, it's the unifying force that brings us together. It's Watford. Everybody sitting there today just willing for the fourth goal to go in or the fifth goal or to say we want six, all of that. We all want the same thing. And maybe we can use that to good effect. We hope so. We hope so indeed. Anyway, Uncle, final question. You being in the States, do you know anything about Americans coming over to Watford and buying us? 
No, nothing. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely nothing. Look, there we go. There we oh, go. But I will go say, on. Peter, sorry. far away, far um, away. It, 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 it does show that there are other people other than Lawrence Bassini who might wish to buy Watford Football Club. Very possibly. It could be the natural end to the Pozzo uh, reign, shall we say. You only have to look at Udinese. I think I said he was 83, but he's not yet. Gianpaolo Pozzo is 82. Either way, he's probably not planning his next decade at uh, Udinese anytime soon. At some natural point, you would think that Gino is going to step up uh, to, to the mantle in his, his home club rather than stay here. If that's the case, we'll see. It was interesting again on Martin's uh, spaces, which they do on a Monday, by the way, Martin and Rio. So do look out and listen for that. That he said, as, as I suspected, that we'll probably need to be back in the premiership in order for the revenues, for the size of the revenues to generate the value for the club that he would probably want. But who knows? Who knows? He might let it go if if something comes in. We wait and see. We wait and see. But if it's a change, let's hope it's a good one. Because as we always agree, you and I, Ronnie, be careful what you wish for, eh? Indeed. indeed. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I got away with saying that. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.